Hello everyone, and welcome to the fifth and first full episode of Test Talk. My name is Chris, aka CJ Shaw, and I'll be your host for the next hour of beautiful, beautiful content. Of course, as usual, I will not be doing this alone, and I have four wonderful guests with me in our new amazing-looking hexagons instead of squares this time. Thank you for the suggestions, everyone. We've gone for a different layout to make it look a bit more streamlined. Hope you like it. But yeah, so our guests this evening, um, we'll go with get into the introduction straight away, going in with Royals. So if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yes, uh, I'm Royals Anderson. I am the bottom three ADC for uh, the Hootair hybrid esports in the Telia esports series Sweden. Uh, yes, that is me. All right, uh, I'll continue. I'm Lagia. I'm the journal for Team DevFox. Uh, we are currently in playoffs. Uh, see you guys on Monday on the stream. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, uh, I am Pearl, and I played for ATR this split. We're out of playoffs, uh, but um, still on the sideline, uh, looking hype for the Absolt in the Sonic game. Yeah, and I'm Sleepy. I'm the support for uh, Domino Esports playing in uh, the Norwegian League and Teleligan. Okay, so thank you everyone for being here. I um, hope we can have a good time over this next hour. We have a lot of obviously different content here today. We have a tier list from Sleepy. Uh, we have a lot of shots already being fired off the of stream, so hopefully we can get them on stream as well. Uh, but going straight into the questions, I'll come to you first, Sleepy. Um, so obviously, uh, people kind of had Domino written off as a bottom tier team um, going into the start of the league. You released a video today, which I'm going to speak about straight away, um, kind of showing the memes in the, in the Norwegian league. But um, how do you feel that you've kind of dealt with the fact that you were looked at as being like a bottom team going into the league? And how do you think your team, and why do you think your team was rated so low going into the season? So why the team was rated so low, I can definitely see because I think when I joined this team, there was not a single person in the team that I've heard of before, except for maybe Haki. That when I played for a near loss, but I think I, I heard him somewhere. Uh, and the tier lists, of course, I mean, we're all kind of unknown players and I'm a role swap mid laner to support, right? It's like my first split playing, playing support. So it was kind of expected to be, to be placed low. I even had like I didn't consider us to be a like playoff. I I wanted to get playoffs right, but I didn't consider us to be like a playoff contender that much after the first scrims we played because that was a complete catastrophe. Uh, but other than that, I think the meme video. I mean, I got so good content from the first test talk when I rewatched it, and I heard Kami, you know, saying. Domino won't make playoffs, Riddle will get lost place, and then now we're sitting here with both Domino and Riddle playing the quarterfinal uh, on Sunday, so I think I had so much good content, I just had to make a video about it. So yeah, that's the story behind the, the video. Okay, okay. And we'll get to obviously the um, the Nordvind and Riddle and, and Dominus to play on. Um, but yeah, moving on to Royals. So um, obviously Hybrid lost to Unique in the tiebreaker game. Um, to decide who was third in the, in the league in the regular season, but you kind of went and kind of demolished them a bit um, going to the first round of playoffs. Um, so kind of what made the difference between the tiebreaker game and the playoffs game? Was it that you were just kind of holding back in the tiebreaker game? 
it wasn't so much that we like held back in the tiebreaker game. It was more so that, uh, for example, the Astral pick, I believed fully like it wouldn't get punished by the enemy bot lane, but they picked like they came with the vein, and then it was like, oh, well now what? Uh, so they had a lot of they picked a lot of champions that like was somewhat surprising. So we kind of got caught off guard, and that kind of guided us like in the playoff game later when we like knew about these champions that they could pick. So I think actually like the tiebreaker actually helped with like winning the actual playoff game afterwards. Okay. Okay. And um. Just going back to the point of you saying that having the tiebreaker helped, um, I spoke to someone at Lightside earlier on this, um, and they were saying that they felt more confident going up against you rather than Unique because they felt like they, they could deal with and learn your style better. Um, so what would you say going into that kind of game? I don't quite understand why they feel like that, since they had the 2-0 record versus Unique through the regular split, and then a 0-2 record versus us, where the games weren't even like remotely close. So I feel like we like our natural playstyle is good versus LLS. So I don't see why they would want to play against us over Unique. Kind of weird. I think it's probably Not just your hootier in the tier list. But... <laughs> Again, we'll speak about more about the um, players coming in later, but I'll move on to Lagia now. So you were 10-4 last split with Buzz, Buzzkill in, in the Finnish League, and you're 11-3 this split with Death Fox. Um, so with you kind of going all the way to Telly Masters, hopefully again, um, this split, what is kind of the expectation for yourself and for your team coming to the rest of the split and hopefully going to Telly Masters? What are you kind of expecting to get from for the rest of the split? Mm, I mean, yeah, obviously Telly Masters is the first goal. Uh... We actually, obviously, we will try hard to get it. And from then on, we'll see. We don't really have any expectations yet for Telia Masters. I, I mean, last year, they kind of put us on like 0-5 that we would just go last place and we made it to the semifinal and then got beat by Kova, which I think is okay, considering they won it. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll get Telia Masters, uh, hopefully, and then we'll see. There's no really plans yet. Do you feel like this split has been easier or harder than last split? I will definitely say harder. Like, I think our team is a bit better, even though we, I mean, obviously last split we didn't scrim at all. This time we scrimmed a bit. And uh, we are a bit more prepared for every situation. We can also play bot side a lot more. I mean, last split was basically only top side, me and Gentleman Hero. And uh, I think Peppy or mid laner has stepped up big time this split. So, uh, I mean, I would say this time it was. It's actually hard to tell. I think I just just think we have the better team this time, and uh, therefore it might have been a bit easier. But I think the teams uh, are in Finland are better now than last bit. Okay. Yeah, we spoke about last week about how people seem to think that the the quality of the Finnish league had gone up. Everyone seems to be on quite a more of a uh, more even playing field than than other years. So that's it really that's it good really to see. It's good to see. But um, so moving on to Curl. Um, so obviously you are quite a young player. You are seventeen. Um, I'm, obviously, I'm a boomer, so everyone's kind of young to me. But um, how have you kind of felt going into a roster where there's quite a few veteran players, for example, Obvious and Krogson, who have been around for many, many years? How has that kind of helped you and helped your development? Well, I learned a lot from these uh, veterans, both Obvious and Krogson. Like, they had a lot of uh, knowledge, and 
um, yeah, experiences that uh, they told me about that I can like like bad experiences that I can not go through myself. And there is there was a lot in game about communication and how you want to play competitive and the way you want to to improve uh, that they helped me with and. Um, yeah, I think though, though like they're um, really like uh, veterans, there was not the same like motivation uh, for like improving and being better, and that's also a thing uh, I think that we lacked, and that's also why we didn't get through. Okay, okay. So do you think that the fact that they have obviously been playing for a long time that that could potentially have not not they didn't have the drive to to kind of succeed as much as for example a younger player would yeah i feel like we're like if you look at the team like uh masonic uh they have like a vision of like an like coaching stuff behind that they want they want to improve and get better even though there's some experienced players on that like on our team i, I feel like uh we're mostly lacking like uh coaching staff because we didn't have any um but like um i feel like we lacked the the vision of like being better and improving as a team, and uh, that's like both communication and playstyle wise, um, and that's like some of the reasons why we didn't get through. Like uh, the reason like we couldn't beat Masonic is because they improved a lot over the split, and we didn't improve at all. Okay, okay, that's interesting to hear actually. But, um... Yeah, okay, so we'll get obviously we'll get on some more about Masonic and, and the other team in the playoffs later on. But for first off, we're gonna move into our weekly recap section. And the first region we're gonna look at is Sweden. So the final week was kind of vital for all the teams going into the end of the split, with the league being really, really close. Hybrid did have a shaky 0-2 week, and Ladomania pulled out a 2-0 week out of nowhere to kind of save themselves from the relegation spots on Judgment Day. Galaxy Racers and Lightside both went 1-0. Lightside, AHK, and Falcom all did go 0-1, which meant at the end of the day, we had a tiebreaker between Hybrid and Unique, which saw Unique coming out on top to take the third spot in the regular season, granting them side selection for the playoff game. Going into the playoff zone, Hybrid didn't really care about that side selection, and they took the first game with a solid performance on Carthus Jungle and Pantheon Mid. The second game, though, Unique turned it up with a great performance from Jacob securing the win, but game four, the Pantheon mid came out again. And although it was kind of the whole team who turned up to give Hybrid the round one playoff win, it was it was a great team performance. And, and I think Unique really really struggled to to kind of hold up to Hybrid. So obviously, Rose, you were in that game. Um, you went through the tiebreaker. You went through the the um, the round one game as well. So before we move on to that a bit, we're going to talk a bit more about the other teams in the league. So. There were three teams that ended 6-8 and eight in the league, Lanomania, AHK, and Aqualix. Um, who do you think was kind of the best performing players on, the te on these teams? And if any of the teams, which team do you think deserved to maybe snap up that last playoff spot? The only really, like, standout player, in my opinion, from, like, all three of those teams would be, like, Lach, in my opinion. Uh, I think the reason AHK and Aqualix like won games wasn't through any like individual player, while Lanomania actually could challenge with Lutch being one of the better players on the team, I would say. Uh, so I would say the only player I could mention 
is large and then in my opinion i think obviously the results speak for themselves but if i would have to s select one of the teams i would say lanomania they were the only team to take a game of galaxy they had some pop-off performances in the first game lush was doing really well against us in the second game they won through bot lane uh while AHK, we blundered the draft in the first game, and then the second game we just won. And then Aqualix kind of plays in a way that I don't really respect, you know, because it's Cillian scaling, just charging in through team fights with Moonstone abuse. It's like, it's really boring in my opinion. I feel more like we lost the games instead of them winning them. So by that standard, I feel like Lanomania was the only team that beat us. And the other three games that we lost were us losing the games rather than the enemy team beating us. Okay. If that is good enough of an answer. Yeah, that's a good answer, good answer. Um, that's interesting, actually, because we had uh, Dragain on uh, one of the weeks before, and he said that Aquanics were the only team that he felt like... He, well, he said they were a team that he really respected because of their play, play style. They kind of went a bit balls to the walls. Um, so you coming out and saying that is kind of interesting, um, kind of a different viewpoint to what he has. At, um... Maybe we, maybe the games were different against us. I feel like they kind of just scaled and won through us making mistakes. Maybe they played differently against Galaxy. Yeah, I, I guess they maybe thought that they kind of had to do something crazy to get a win off of Galaxy, so they played a bit more mental, I guess. But another thing is Lanomania as well. You're saying that we see Latch. Lanomania had, they went having three and one, then zero four, and then two and zero. So they were kind of like a all or nothing team. Um, yeah. So do you think that if they could have found a tiny bit of consistency, they could have made that fourth playoff spot then? I mean, I think they could have been scary if they had like better team play earlier on in the season. I think my initial thought through like the first uh, week and the second week was like, okay, they win only through like individual play and they their team play is like one of the wor worst in the or like probably the worst in the league uh but then when we play them in the last week they had good pretty good team play and they actually did win through objectives although some individual mistakes we also made individual mistakes uh primarily me i would say but they they were like doing good plays as well as a team at that point so i think they improved i don't know if they like how they did it though but you know it is what it is i'm gonna say they did it because a cronan and b energy drinks but <laughs> cronan started try holding <laughs> it could be but yeah um obviously sleepy you've I'm guessing played with a few of the players that are obviously in the um, the Swedish split as well. So, did you have any thoughts? Obviously, looking into like how close the Swedish league was, um, all split basically, with there being like one or two games between like second place and sixth place in some points. Like, how how, do, how were you looking at it? Were you paying attention to it? Uh, were you looking at like friends in the league, or did you just not really care about it because obviously you're in Norway now? I and watched... you become a traitor. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I watched uh, some games. I tried to watch most Unic games because it's like my old team. I know like the owner, the staff, you know, the players. Initially, I thought it would be, of course, Galaxy dominating. I do think they looked a bit sloppy in the beginning, though, but they picked it up. And then the big surprise for me is Unic, of course. I thought they would be a lot better. I'm not entirely sure what happened, but they had, you know, struggles with finding AD carries, like stuff like this that could affect you, right? And then I expected Light Side to be third. And then fourth, it was like really open. And it all came down to like who performed better. But I think a lot of teams had good players. Some teams were more based on team play, for example, you know, Falcon. All the five guys had played together for so long. But uh, I think London Mania was a surprise that they... I mean, from the beginning, when I saw the team announcement, I kind of expected this team to be, you know, okay, they're, like, pretty good individually. But their place will depend on how much they try out, right? Yeah, I agree. I totally like, agree. Both Cronin and Latch are, like, you know... They just play the game. <laughs> like, they don't really care, I feel like. So... I mean, I'm happy to say that they had some pop-off games, but I think how it ended right now, I would say it's like pretty, pretty deserved for all the teams in playoffs. I think it's the top four teams that made it for sure. Okay, okay. And before anyone points it out, because I know someone's going to point it out, yes, I'm calling Sleepy a traitor, and yes, I am a UK person doing a Nordic podcast, but shut up. <laughs> um but yeah, so we'll move on to the next uh, region. Um, obviously, we're going to move. We're going to talk about obviously the predictions and the the playoffs going in soon. But we'll go on to the Nordic region, uh, the Norwegian region now. Should I say? Um, so we're going to speak a bit about this this week now. So Riddle had a two one two zero week. Should I say uh, their first unbeaten week of the split, which saw them steal saw them steal the last playoff spot away from Chaos. They managed this by first beating Chaos and then beating Nordvin straight after. So they had a crazy week. Chaos then lost to Wizard, who also beat Bifrost in the last week, with them having their first unbeaten week of the split. So a lot of the bottom teams kind of picking up these wins, and Bifrost and Nordman not having the best weeks in the end. So Nordman, like I said, did did have a, a bit, do- bit of a dodgy um, week, and they had their first week without a win, actually, um, which puts them in second place, just behind Bifrost. Vanir continued to improve as well. They took a game off a of rich gang, who finished in sixth place, joint on wins with Chaos and Wizard. With playoffs obviously starting on Sunday, we have a clash between Riddle and Domino to look forward to, with Nordavind and Bifrost waiting in the midst to take on the winner. So, Sleepway, who do you think going into playoffs is the strongest and weakest players? Uh, so... And what do you have for us? <laughs> yeah, so if I would refer to the little tier list I created before, uh, of course, I think all Bifrost players are really good, right? We have... Uh... Uh, ha ha! I think he's like the the standout mid laner, right? He this guy is the highest elo. Some people still consider him an echo one trick. I do think he's really good on most other champions as well. Uh, like the two standout players that are not Bifrost members in S tier is Smurfigutten from uh, Nordavind and Brorheim from uh, Riddle Academy. I think most of Riddle Academy's success is on the back of Brorheim. I think he has played extremely well in t- tests. Uh, I don't know if you saw the last game versus Northern Academy where he went like 11-0-2 and, and he just completely ran down everyone with Hecarim yeah uh, and then I think Smurfigut has been the best performing member for uh, for Nordwind 
And then if you look yeah. down the, the rankings, I have... Okay, I usually don't rank my own team members, but I feel like I had to when it's only four teams, right? So uh, I have the top laner for uh, Bifrost in A tier, not S tier. Uh, the reason for that is I feel like he's disrespecting a lot of players in the league and he's, you know, you're, you're on the favorite team, right? So you can afford to be a little bit disrespectful, but I feel like his playstyle will get punished when you play versus better teams. Uh, and then, of course, Tanu Uds, uh, which is younger for uh, Bifrost and our team. I think Uds has improved so much from the beginning. I feel his like his improvement has really made it so much easier for uh, us on Domino to play, and it has shown a lot in the games we've played. I think I think we found our style, and that helped us so much. In the beginning, we were down like all three in games. It was like complete chaos, right? So, and then Shaolin, I initially thought uh, was like you know pretty good. I think I had him ranked third or something my in before uh, the split started in my tier list. I think he has like disappointed me a little bit. I don't know if it's uh, that the team is in a slump right now, but the last two games were were pretty bad. I put my own mid laner above him. You know, the student of Haha is below Haha here. <laughs> so I, my mid laner is basically the reason why he's not an S tier. I think is because his champion is very small, right? So this guy is getting memed for playing only two free champions all the time. I mean. He deserves it though, so uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the reason for that. And then uh, the AD carries, of, again, by Frost tied first place. He has been uh, the most consistent AD carry, I would say, out of all AD carries. And then I put Haki as well. I think he's like a really underrated player. I think he he's like the calm of the team, right? This guy is the control tower. He tells everyone to calm down, you know. You can always trust on him to, even if we're losing, you know, he has a good performance, right? Like, this guy never plays bad. And that's really nice to have in a player, especially AD carry role. Like, you can uh, compare it to something like Reckless, you know. You never see, even if the team is losing, Reckless is always, like, high on CS, you know, shilling. Yeah. And then for the support ones, it feels uh, a bit egoistical to put myself in A tier, you know, but... I think Bruland is by far the best support, uh, in playoffs at least. And then, okay, a lot of people will hate me for putting Snobbypoik below, below me, right? So <laughs> I, I'll explain that. I think Snobbypoik is like a really good solo queue player. And he's, I don't know how much he talks in team because I, you can't tell that, right? So the tier list has to be based on what you see and play against. I feel like in lane, it's like the player I got, the, when we played with Nordavind, I didn't feel like threatened in lane. And he plays a lot of enchanters, but they're not really in the meta right now. But the same can be said for me, you know, I swapped from mid, I want to play mage's bot lane, but mage's bot lane doesn't really work. I tried picking brand once, I went 1-9, and, and I've never been allowed to play it again. <laughs> uh, and I think Skog as well, he was placed really low on all the tier lists before, but I think he's a pretty good player. I think he knows what to do in lane. And then the teams, of course, he already released on uh, on the Twitter. And then people might think that Northern Academy is low. Yes, uh, you've put them last. Yes, I have, even though they're second place, right? Uh, I can explain more when we do the predictions, but like the reasoning for that is, of course, the recent performance hasn't been that great. And I think Riddle Academy has risen enormously, like enormously 
in recent times and are really good right now. I'm scared of Riddle Academy on Sunday, you know. Uh, but I hope we can uh, we can best them a bit. And we were 2-0 up against them in uh, in the split. So, and I think Bifrost is Bifrost and Chaos. I haven't talked about Chaos. I don't know what happened. So Bifrost and Chaos were the two teams that I had the hardest time playing against, or like where where I felt that we were like you know a bit outmatched sometimes. Uh, and with Chaos not in playoffs, it feels like really realistic that we can get the Tiller Monsters all of a sudden. Even though my expectations were not that high in the beginning of the split. But now I'm really confident that we can make it all the way to the finals. So I'll be looking forward to the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I think most people had Chaos easily in playoffs at the minimum, yeah. really. But um, So you honestly think that... I mean, obviously Riddle have, have probably had the most growth, I would say, in, in, the, in the Norwegian League, from, from my point of view anyway, um, in terms of like a team. But So you think that, for example, if... You obviously beat Riddle, that you you will beat Nordman Dual Mate Italian Masterson. I mean, you're not going to say no, obviously, but yes, you feel I like mean, Nordman are that bad. That, like... I am more I'm more scared of Riddle than Nordman for sure. Yes. Okay, okay. Riddle and, is five rookies, right? They have improved enormously. Basically, yeah. yeah. And another question is then, just looking at obviously this tier list, we've got Smith Gutten, Top, Broheim, Haha, Tide, and Bruland. If you had a split with this team, and they went through the 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 um. Telling you Norway, and then you want to tell you Masters. How do you think that this five players would do in, for example, an NLC relegation game? Then, if you've ranked these players as the top top players in in Norway, the split. For example, if they took on, let's yeah. say, a godsent Dusty, or I would say Eminem, but I don't what, think they would win. You don't think they would win? I, I don't think so. What about if they? What about, for example, against Absolved, um, Masonic, and Galaxy Racers? Okay, for example? I don't know about Masonic, but I think Absolved and Galaxy Racer, they would not win. Okay. I think both Absolved and Galaxy Racer are like better than the bottom teams in uh, NLC right now. And I think this if, if they were in the if, if these players were in a team, they would be for sure a good team in Tilly Monsters, but I don't think they would be better than the bottom NLC teams. Uh okay. the, I think the reason Brewerham has played so well is that the team is Riddle Academy works really well for, for Broham's playstyle. He's like a carry jungler, right? And his midlaner plays almost exclusively supportive midlaners. Like this guy is on Galio duty. He's just like making sure he has prior so Broham can run into the enemy jungle, get a 150 CS lead, be up five levels, and just dance on them with Nidalee. And I think if you have a team with like all around good players in all roles, Smurfigusten is a carry player. He plays carry champions top lane like Aatrox and stuff like this and I think that wouldn't work as well as what they're doing right now in Riddle Academy so I think their places would like clash a little bit but of course they could, uh, could fix it it's hard to predict but okay. that's how I feel if, if I might add uh, yeah. I, think, I think also it's uh, the point uh, that, that there are like on that team on, of like the top, of top 5 players there would be like 3 rookies ish that would like not have the same experience to go against like players that have played NLC level for a long time on Galaxy and Uphold. And that's also why I think that they won't do like win in the best of five against them. Also because I think that there's like a lot of coaching staff that are really really strong in like uh Absolve, for example. Okay. And Royals Lajia, do you have anything anything to add about this tier list or about, for example, that team, if they went up against um, any other team? 
Mm, I mean, we actually played Bifrost once, and I think, yeah, they deserve to be up there. But I actually don't... Uh, I can't really say much about it, to be honest. It's hard for me to comment. Like, the only people I know is Sleepy, Woofer, and Snubby Poik. <laughs> uh, outside of those three, I don't know anyone. Do you and... think Snubby Poik's been done a bit dirty on this tier list, or...? I mean, I played with Snubby Poik last split in Sweden with LLS. We were on a really losing team. We were bottom. So it's hard to like comment on it because every game would be like almost doomed after lane phase alone. And then Sleepwe, I had some tryouts with for a team. We lost those games as well <laughs> before lane phase. So kind of hard to like, uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to rate because through playing with them, it's been like, Sleepy, we lost. Nabipoik, we lost. And then, yeah. So it's hard for me to rate uh, okay. Okay. if it's correct or not. I think it will show if Domino ends up winning. Okay. Versus Riddle. Uh, uh, I... I... In those, in every tryouts I played the week where I came back to league, I think I had an average score. Like my my score across five games was like. 2.55 in all tryouts. <laughs> Is that why you went to Norway? <laughs> it went so bad, so yeah. I'm sorry, Royals. Okay, you can go yeah, on. Just... Well, well uh, I don't know about like Northern Academy being the slow. Uh, depending on, like, we scrimmed them mid-split, and they were, like, really strong. Decently strong. So, uh, it, like, it depends on how, like, how much they've fallen over the split. But I haven't watched the game, so I can't really tell. Um, like the last, uh, like the end of the last discipline. Okay, I can say as well. Like the only team we played against in from Norway was Bifrost, and that's what gave us the confidence in the first confidence in the first Galaxy game, because that was just a FF at fifteen from them. So. We started out like we had scrimmed okay. a lot or like a few times before the split started, and we were one eight in scrims, I think, and it was not pretty. And then we came into the first game, played the warm up, and we actually like won, which was a little bit surprising for us as well. So that's what like gave us the confidence to actually play against Galaxy and actually almost win, except for a throw in mid lane, but. You know, yeah. I so mean, I don't, I can't judge. Yeah, I mean, Resolve in the UKLC are currently twelve and zero, and they have a scrim win rate of around, I think it's around seventeen <laughs> percent. So as we know, scrims don't mean anything. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so that's talking about this tier list forever, as we probably all could. And we're going to move on to our next region here, which is Denmark. So we're already kind of deep into the playoffs uh, in Denmark already. With Group B proven, pr proven to be the best group, as Absolve take out Atlando and Masonic take out Astralis. Astralis then went on to beat Atlando in their first best of five win and a poten potential rematch with Masonic. If they lose to Absolved in the upper bracket, if well, the, they match it with Absolved, um, Masonic, if they lose to Absolved, sorry, um, the winner of the Absolved and Masonic game will go straight into Telly Masters. So the bracket's kind of already set out for us here, and we have obviously like 
the biggest match we're looking for, which is Absolve the Masonic, which we have some interesting predictions for later on, which we'll look at. Um, so, Curl, one of your predictions is that you think Masonic are going to be absolved. Um, so explain to me why this is. Okay, so the reason I put uh, Masonic over Absolved is that uh, they have to really like similar playstyle. They have an aggressive top laner, uh, which in the Open Champion is like really equal. Uh, I think they've performed like kind of equal, the same as the And then they have uh, a really solid bot lane, both teams. Uh, and I think this game is going to go go down, like or these games, uh, the best of five series, is going to go down on the mid-jungle duo. Because if you look over at the Masonic, you have like Wason and Caesar, where Caesar is the supportive uh, kind of guy in that uh, mid-jungle duo. Or over on the other side, you have like Energy and uh, Scooter, which is like um, where the Energy is the supportive guy. Um, and I think that uh, this game, uh, this series really depends on how, like, if Wasten uh, shows up with like a uh, strong performance. Because I, I have, like, I know a lot of mid laners that have the same playstyle as Energy, like the passive, uh, like, the don't play melee champ uh, playstyle. And they are get they get really annoyed uh, or they get uh, annoyed by like players that have the lighter playstyle. Um, and I think that if Wason shows up, gets his Yon or Yasuo or whatever, um, I think that he they can really contest uh, uh, Absolve, and I think they're gonna win through that. Okay, okay. So how do you see a team like Masonic, for example, if you think they're gonna win the? Um... The first game, how do you think that they're going to kind of evolve and do you think they can take the final game in the final then? Uh, or or what you think, do, you, do you think the other teams will kind of learn from the Masonic versus Absolve game here and trying to adapt to obviously the winner and do you think someone else might come out ahead? I feel like it's really, really hard to uh, like improve on like Masonic's playstyle because like even like you only have one option again or like two options against uh, Masonic. You can either play through mid or top because like their bot lane is so stable and they're like the best bot lane in the league. There's no doubt that like Babo, Babo and Amin are like performing like crazy. Like they're he like Babo is always up like uh, 50 to 100 CS in lane, even though it's losing lanes. And Amin is getting free roams. So the synergy between these, these two guys like are so good. So I don't think that. They they really need to like put Champion on a carry and play through him or uh, like get Scooter on something like a Hagerim that he showed that he can uh one v nine on but uh, yeah for back, back on. <laughs> sorry someone in the background seems to really agree with you <laughs> sure yeah so anyone else Royals Sweepy um Nigeria, how do you kind of feel about that point of view? I don't know. I think um, if they, I, I don't actually don't know the team that much, but if you say that they have a really strong um, bot side, uh, like a top side in this meta, I think is a really good thing you can work around. So uh, I wouldn't count them out. I, I haven't seen the games. So I have to be honest, but uh, that's my opinion basically on the meta right now, which is also kind of good for us if uh, someone knows our play style. But yeah. And I think Jumpin is a really good player. That's actually one I know, and he can make it work yeah. for sure. For sure, this is going to be a close series. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just. My opinion is that the yeah, is going to win the series. 
Okay. Well, uh, I think I haven't watched much Masonic, but I watched quite a bit of Absolved. And I feel like Absolved have been playing, you know, they've been a little bit worse than what I expected. Uh, obviously, I know the coach, you know, one of my old coaches, great friend. I fully trust in him to completely outdraft them. Uh, I think Absolved now, when it really matters, have a lot of experienced players. And they will shift to another gear right now and just go into playoff gear, completely smash the opponents. And then I think they have another gear to shift into when they get into Tiller Masters. And then I think they will be a really scary team to look out for. Yeah, I agree. I, I was one of the people that had Absolved kind of just wrong in the league and easily yeah, making right. its Tellier Masters kind of just not walking into NLC because obviously it depends on the NLC team's qualities. And we didn't know that at the time, but. I saw them definitely putting up a battle, and they haven't looked a bit shaky at times, and they haven't looked as good or as solid as people thought they would. People were saying that they were going to drop a game, for example. Um, mm. Obviously, the group, this was before the groups were drawn, and they had Masonic in the groups, which people saw Masonic, I guess, as maybe the second best team in Denmark. Curl, you could probably back me up on this, whether I'm talking crap or not. Um, but people kind of had Orlando nowhere near where they were. Um, and they were kind of like a dark horse. Yeah, there was like uh, four, where like the four best teams were put in, yeah. um, and that was Absolve, uh, ATR, and Warp, uh, and Astralis. I think Astralis didn't perform that good in the start of the split, but they're also like a bunch of rookies, so they learn. Also, they have like uh, a really good coaching staff that like, kind of won't be nice than every draft. Um, but I think like based on the split. Uh, I've, like uh, in my opinion, I think uh, all of the teams, the coaching staff behind like the playoff teams are really really good, and I think that's why like uh, both like Guap and us ATR are not in playoffs because uh, I, like Astralis, Atlando, Masonic, they improved a lot over the split and like became better and better for each day, and that's uh, like that's the only reason that like. I think like if you went like I can see like the start of the split there like that we would be like uh, with Guap like on like the, some of the top teams but if like if we don't improve there's like we just get run over by the teams that improve if you feel my point of view. Yeah. So you ended up joined well you played a tiebreaker with Bada Bing if I recall. So how was the kind of outlook going into that game? Did you feel like you'd kind of succeeded in the split was or did you feel like you'd let everyone well, did you feel like you'd underperformed or overperformed like how how was the team atmosphere going into that tiebreaker game? Team atmosphere was decent like uh I think the reason that we lost the the last game of the split where we played Bada Bing uh where like people were talking win trade on Twitter is that uh, like we're we just um we just lost the the playoff game, like the playoff uh, potential we had, the game against Absolve, where people were really, really tilted because uh, at the start of the split, I think uh, my four teammates were really, really, uh, um, yeah, they really thought that we were going to be like a top two team. Uh, and then then I think just they were tilted. And But like the second day where we played the tiebreaker, we were a lot more like open-minded and we just uh, played the game like, how we wanted it to play and then we just ran them over okay okay 
Yeah, I'm not going to get too much into the um, the whole win trade thing because yeah. there's some conflicting opinions on that. But um, yeah. we're going to move on anyway to our next segment, which is the Finnish week- weekly recap. So the final week of Finnish games saw Nariki lock out a 14-0 split. Perfect scene, progress straight to Telia Masters. Uh, they ended the win streak of PHZ by beating them out on the last day, but that didn't stop PHZ from locking in the final playoff spot. They beat Nordic Dogs and with Enhance going 0-2 and Blue, White, Blue Whites going 1-1, it meant the spot was theirs for the taking. The last place team, who I'm not going to try and pronounce their name because I don't want to insult the whole of Finland, uh, but they proved that they aren't going to lose 14 games in a row. They're only going to lose 13 games in a row. And they beat Nordic Dons on the final day of the season as well. It was a rough game. <laughs> I watched it, I know. Yeah. Um, so coming into playoffs, we saw a match between PHZ and Epic Avalanche. Unfortunately, PHZ had a guest on the show last week, which meant they, and Epic Avalanche didn't, which means that PHZ just instantly win because talk show buff. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's how it obviously, that's how it went in that game. So now we have PHZ and Def Fox up in the next game, basically to do go to Italian Masters. And obviously we have Lagia here. You're from Def Fox. Um, yes. So buff. yeah, playoff buff, true. Um, so talking a bit about PHZ, so they kind of are on a rampage at the moment. They went one and five, they and then they went six and two straight after that. Then went on and beat Epic Avalanche, who were a clear third best team in the league throughout the whole split. Um, so obviously you come up against them next in the playoffs. How do, how much do you feel that like momentum is going to play a, a part in this kind of game with them being on such a crazy win streak? Obviously having the the boot camp, which has turned it all around for them. Do you feel like the momentum is something that you, you, your team might be worried about or something that can basically carry them all the way? I mean, I wouldn't say worried. Like, they definitely deserve to be in the semifinal. I mean, I saw the first game in the series where they got heart stomped and it was like, okay, I mean, after that, it's probably over and everyone was expecting EA to win. But then they went for comfort picks and somehow turned it around, which was, I, I'm not going to lie, which is a big, big surprise. Like, I really didn't think they would do it. And the win streak they have, um, I mean, I actually didn't know that they were in a boot camp and uh, that they practiced so much. But we also beat them two times in the league, even when they are already in the win streak. So I'm not too concerned because I think individually, and that's kind of the strength of our team, we still match them by a lot. So yeah, it just comes down to yeah having the drafts good for us. And then I don't think they will be a huge threat for us, even though that sounds a bit arrogant maybe, but uh, since we beat them two times, I think uh, I'm not too worried. Yeah, you moment. were you and Niriki were the only teams to beat them after they came back from their boot camp, so yeah, exactly. in theory, you and obviously Niriki are the teams that, that are still better than them, I guess, but obviously a regular season game is different to a, to a playoff game, and Definitely. I, obviously you will be uh, preparing as much as they are, so yeah, definitely an interesting prefer... game coming in. Yeah, we feel a lot more than in the regular split for sure. And yeah. I think also in playoffs, it's a lot about experience. Uh, I think they have some experienced players like Koso and Stumpy, but like in experience, we kind of outmatch them as well with uh, Crow, Gentleman Hero, me. We played in a lot of teams, played a lot of playoffs already as well, uh, a lot of best of five, best of threes. I'm still kind of sad it's not best of five, but well, that's the format. Uh, but yeah, I think that's also going to be a big point. Like if you get nervous in playoffs and that kind of stuff. And moving on to the Nuriki 14-0 split where they kind of just messed up everyone. Why do you feel like they have been so successful in this split? Like 
I know there's teams, for example, Galaxy Racers, they're a really, really solid team, but even they dropped a game. Absolved are dropping games. It's very, very hard to go the whole split and beat, and that's something they've managed. So what do you think the secret is behind them? Is it is it their coaching staff? Is it the players' individual skill? Is it the teamwork? Like, Is it everything? Can I speak to me about that team? Mm, I would say it's a teamwork. Honestly, they probably scrim a lot. I have no idea how much, actually. But um, looking at last splits, they really wanted to make something happen this split. Um, I mean, they made, didn't make it to Telia Masters last split, which was, yeah, very, very sad for them. And, I mean, they stocked up in air, I think. Uh, I mean, their jungle is probably the most consistent player in the league right now. The city is, like, really, really good. Uh, we only had one game against Nuriki for, uh, yeah, because we had to FF the second game, so I can't really judge how he plays against me. But in the first game, it was kind of close, but then they showed, like, really good teamwork and beat us in the long run. And I think the consistency uh, just carries through. And obviously, I would say the Finnish teams or the lower Finnish teams are no match for them individually and teamwork-wise. So that also helps with being 14-0, uh, I would say. Okay, and how are you kind of preparing for a team that up until now kind of have been unbeaten? Like, how, how does that look from like a coaching point of view and from like a preparation point of view? Trying mm. to find that first win against them. They still have some really obvious weaknesses. Um, even though they win all the games, like even in winning games, you can see that they drop a lot of drakes. They mostly play weak side top. They uh, Their jungle's champion pool gets nerfed uh, for the patch that we're going to play against them, which means 11.4. And that's also like a thing. We play on three different, I mean, the playoffs in Finland are on three different patches. Like uh, we're going to play on 11.3 against PHZ, but then we play on a new patch against Nuriki, uh, which obviously they scrimmed a lot on 11.3, but 11.4 is a bit different. I mean, the jungle changes weren't too big, uh, but it's still something that can make a change. There's a Fiora buff. Everyone who knows our top lane uh, will know that that's a big thing for us as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, we have an analyst, a really good analyst, who will uh, look at the games and uh, probably tell us the way how we want to play the game, which she did the whole split. So. Yeah, we will find some weaknesses for sure, even though they won all the games. Okay, and like you mentioned, that they usually play weak side top, and obviously, Gentleman is a guy that, well, we know you like to play strong side top, so do you feel like the meta's kind of turned in a way that if if you are going to take uh, take down Nuriki in this game, it's kind of in your favor as well then? What, what do you mean? If, it, if we take them down, it's annoying. For example, do you feel like the the, um, the meta is shifting in a way that means that there's more advantages for you to win the game? Oh, yeah, for example, I, I with think... with the jungle changes and obviously with you playing strong side top, for example. Yeah, it's uh, definitely... I mean, it, it gives us more options. I wouldn't say we're in the favor, but def it definitely gives us more options. And that's really valuable. I mean, they... Like I said, they, they didn't drop a single game. So I don't know if they, like went ham on the picks yet, if they even went full tryout in the whole season, or uh, maybe have something installed that we didn't see yet. Um, but I think from what I've seen, um, it's definitely going to help us a lot uh, with the next patches, 11.4 okay. especially. I look forward to seeing it, definitely. Obviously, you have to take down PHZ before you get there, but yeah. like you say, you're feeling pretty good about that game. We're and... feeling confident, but we're obviously going to take it really serious. Of course, yeah. Want to, I want to have that second Tilia Masters. and. Definitely, yeah, I think definitely. Telia is going to be really good this time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, um, so we'll move on to our matches of the weeks now. Um, these are the games that you guys have chosen 
or you no, you haven't chosen them because these are the only games that you can have this week because obviously we're in playoffs. Um, so I'm going to speak a bit about these games and I'm going to ask the um, the guests to basically explain why people should be watching them. Obviously, we have representatives here from Domino, we have representatives from Def Fox, and we also have a representative from Hybrid. So they can all speak about their teams and about if they haven't already spoke about why the other team's really bad and why they're amazing. But moving on to the first game, we have Domino versus Riddle Academy. Both these teams have had a kind of a latent resurgence going into the league um, to grasp these last playoff spots. Riddle obviously went up two places in the last week to get fourth, with Domino going one and one in the last week. But the other results were in their favour, so it worked out okay for them. Domino did take both games, like Sleepy said, when they played against Riddle in the regular season. But with Riddle looking like they have turned it up on level going into the final week of regular season, are their opponents looking to fall like Domino's? <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> nice one, um, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I can talk a little bit about the matchup. Uh, Go for it. Yeah, so I think both games when we played the uh, Riddle Academy, it felt really like comfortable wins all around. Uh... I think the first game we won against them were actually our first win in the league. We were 0-3 down or something. And that game kind of turned it around, you know, everyone stopped being depressed. <laughs> no, but uh, I think the scariest thing for me personally is that Riddle's jungle, Brurheim, is also our jungler in Teleligan. So he doesn't play for our team in Tess, but we are scrimming with the jungler we are playing against and like hiding picks from our own jungle. <laughs> it's really complicated because there's two leagues in Norway, right? Yeah. And we have different junglers for the two leagues. I don't know if management expected Riddle Academy to pop off as hard as they did. Because right now we're in a situation where the first half of the week we scrimmed with Brurheim because we had Teria League on game yesterday. And now the second half of the week we will scrim with Ids, who is our uh, test jungler. So we are like practicing different stuff for the different leagues, of course, and we're playing versus our own jungler on uh, on Sunday. My and brain. I think he's uh, he's really good as well. So definitely, Brurheim is the key player to this series. I think the games we played before versus Riddle Academy, uh, we have targeted Brurheim quite a lot because we knew that he is the key player. Of course, we will never allow this guy to play in Italy ever. He completely won the nine versus Chaos. I think it was when they played. Uh, uh, the they picked this nearly. Uh, other than that, I think that we outmatched them in every lane. I think Jungle is even even. I think Ids is, has really stepped up a lot. I respect him a lot. He, he has played so well in this recent games. I think the meta is, is really fitting him as well. So I think uh, if we don't blunt the draft or do some really weird uh, macro decisions, it should be a 2 0. That's how I'm feeling right now. Okay, okay. Well, I look forward to seeing it. Obviously, that must be a really weird to scrimming with the jungler that you're in yeah, playoffs just, against, I've basically for Italian master spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going on to the next game in in the um in the games to watch anyway. So the next game is Absolve versus Masonic, a battle of basically who is the best team in Denmark. They haven't made playoffs yet. With Absolve winning the tiebreaker, it means that Absolve are up two and one in the head-to-head overall this split. Masonic showed good resolve when going a game down against the Charlottes in round one, but will they able to keep, be able to keep their heads up when they go against Absolve this time around? The next game is Def Fox versus PH there. Def Fox have been easily second best team in the league, 
only drop in one game that wasn't against Nord- uh, against Nariki. They'll be looking to keep this up against a team that have kind of been going to the moon with their development, the split, and look to be one of the best teams in Finland, if not in recent history in Finland. The next game is Lightside versus Hybrid. Hybrid took both games in the regular season versus Lightside, but of course they ended up building Lightside in the standings. With the Swedish league being so unpredictable, there's no telling who is going to win this game. But I can definitely say that it's going to be a banger. Hybrid took down Unique in round one of the playoffs and are looking strong, but have Lightside kind of had the time to work out the winning formula to put out Hybrid's torch? We will come to see. So, we'll talk about the Absolved and Masonic games. So, Curl, why do you think that this should be a game that people should be tuning in for? Uh, well, like, it's the two titans of Denmark right now, and um, like, they're both really, really strong rosters. They have their own playstyle and how they want to play the game. And uh, I feel like they're really close in individual, uh, the individual part. And there's like, uh, I think there's uh, there's this dependence of who wins the mid jungle matchup, and then uh, that I'm really looking really forward to seeing uh, because like, Cesar and Wayson are like less unexperienced uh, un- uh, duo than like. Uh, Scooter and Energy, and I think uh, that um, depending on how they show up, it's like really gonna define the series. Uh, series, um, yeah. Okay, so we've got the jungle Broheim to watch out for in the game. We've got the mid jungle diff in the absolved Masonic game. So, Nadia, talk me about which people, which lane should be people should be looking at in the Death Fox versus PHZ game. Mm, I'm guessing you're going to say top lane. I mean, actually, no. I think the most exciting matchup is on bot lane. Okay. Uh, I think we still have the edge on there, but Koso uh, was supposed to be really good from the start of the split. I mean, when they went 1-5, they all kind of said, okay, uh, they were overrated. But um, from this perspective, I would say like bot lane is the more exciting matchup. I think top lane will be favored for us. And both games we played against them, um, Gentleman Hero kind of stomped him, even when he was Fiora into Heimerdinger. He just, yeah, stomped him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so top lane's not going to be that exciting to watch as bot lane. I'm pretty sure of that. And uh, yeah, I think Madi, uh, the mid laner from PHZ, stepped up a lot in the EA game. He kind of made Merza go 0 3 on Azir. So yeah, that's also going to be a really exciting matchup because I think Peppy played probably his best play he ever played, and Madi just been stepping up recently. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, I mean, it's going to be a highly contested game in, in the lanes. I think uh, jungle and top are pretty clear. Okay, I think, uh, okay. I also think that uh, there's a crow diff in the bot lane. And that is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll agree. Um, yeah, at least in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, um, we got the better crow. And Royals, light side versus hybrid. Talk to me about the bot lane matchup, obviously, with you being a part of it. Um, how do you kind of feel like, how do you, how do you feel it's going to go? I mean, if I'm only talking about bot lane, it's not really a lot to talk about, I think. I think Meager is the best support in the league. And I think Jakke came in only due to Fahok's not working out. I don't know what happened there. 
Maybe he didn't want to play, not sure. But I think that's a like pretty enormous mismatch, in my opinion. I think Meager is just insanely much better than Jakke. And the only thing that I would look at for LLS would be their jungler. I think he has to do a lot of repairing across the entire map throughout the series. So... I don't know what to say to look for in that series, honestly. I think it's less exciting than the Unic versus Hybrid one. Is that because you feel like it's going to be more of a stomp? It's not so much that I think we're going to stomp LLS. It's more like... I think Unic had more like of a wild card. Like they could, they could throw, like for example, in the tiebreaker, they had the Jace, which was like really huge for them, and also the Seraphine and a random J4 jungle pick. But <sighs> the games playing against LLS, it was kind of obvious in the draft what they were going to do. The on, the, I have literally liked both games we played against LLS. I was just sitting waiting for the Hammerdinger pick, but it never, it never came. So, after that, I was just, okay. Okay, okay. Well, I think it's definitely going to be an interesting game. Obviously, mid and top matchups being something to look at as well. How how do you feel like they're going to... Mm. I think mid lane is a mismatch, playstyle-wise, because I think T is the perfect counter to LLS mid lane. I literally think like, or at least in the games we played, he would pick for his team and then T would just pick a counter pick and he would just get a free game, like uh, scaling wise. And then in top lane, we, we just banned GP, right? Uh, he... After that, I felt like Panda just got like an easy laning phase versus him. Maybe they come out with something. We never know. We will just gonna have to see in the games. But through the regular split, it was kind of... <sighs> I can't really say a lot because those games were kind of a breeze. Okay. If I might add, we scrimped both teams. I think twice, and uh, I would say that uh, Eli Thunder is like he can test with so much more in main than like uh, Sips, and I think he's uh, the stronger top runner in that matchup. I think your mic is getting worse, man. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think when I was looking at this match, I I had like when I was going through what team to predict because I think these are the teams that. I, like light side, I I even played tryouts for a bit, and I think that light sides mid laner and top laner are really good. I haven't watched me like Panda play that much right now, but I like before the league, I felt like Sips is like a really good top laner if he gets to play how he wants, which is basically carry champions. Like he wants to play Camilla, Aatrox, Gangplank, but of course, apparently Gangplank is gonna be permabound, you know. <laughs> and I think Emil, as Royal said, has a really nasty TF and like can whip out the Echo if he needs to, but I feel like bot lane is kind of even. I feel, as Royal said, there's a mismatch in the support role, so maybe it's not that even, actually. 
I want to see a Heimerdinger pick, though. I, if you're not banning it, I really want to see Spike, you know, whip out the donger. A timeless classic for him. And I think the the thing that made me uh, go for... Uh, not go for light side was, like, I think Jens is just uh, a really good jungler. And uh, I think that he will be the decider in this game. You mean he's a 6 OGP? <laughs> And you mentioned the, the predictions, that's where we're going to go over to next, um, which I'm going to point out a few people's predictions which are writ off. The first thing I want to say is that mine were picked by my girlfriend based on vibes because I'm doing so bad in predictions. So that's why I've gone for Riddle over Domino, and that's why I've gone for PHZ over Death Fox. Um, and the other two as well. But the main ones I want to point out here are, Curl, you've gone for Riddle and Masonic. Um, you're kind of looking a bit, I guess, for the underdogs here with the other predictions. But um, you spoke a bit about, obviously, Masonic and, and Absolve, but you haven't really spoke about Riddle a bit. So why do you feel like Riddle are going to win besides Broheim just 1v9? And... Well, uh, I haven't really watched the, the Norwegian scene that much, um, and I wasn't looking at like how the teams recently performed, and I saw Riddle was on a free win streak, so and uh, Domino on a one win streak, so I thought I would uh, predict Riddle, but I don't really have that much information on it, so okay. my my opinion is not that valid. Okay, and Twitch chat, if you want to vote for who you think is going to win the games, Absolve, Masonic, Domino, Riddle, Deathbox, PHZ, Lightside Hybrid. Just put in the chat the initials and you'll and obviously the um the Twitch chat board as well. Um I am currently in last place with Twitch chat because I'm trash at predictions. Um I believe we have if we can go back to it on production quickly, I think we have Norway first and second. But I'm not too sure. I think Sweden has a lead, if I Is remember. Sweden a lead? Okay. The prediction scene. I think so. I think they had ten. Ten, I don't, I don't remember how much. It's ten, is. okay, yeah, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm down there. But we'll have a look at what Twitch chat is saying right now. We have, um, of course, we have a classic TSM. We have Riddle, <laughs> Riddle, Absolved, Absolved lose apparently according to Crow. Deathbox win, Hybrid lose. So we have some kind of normal predictions, I guess. Um, if anyone from chat has some questions as well for our guests on now, we can ask a few, but we don't really have too much time yet. Uh, time left. Uh, the next thing I want to ask quickly while people are ask, uh, predicting in Twitch chat is, if you guys could pick one player from your leagues who you feel like has been the MVP, who do you think it would be? So we'll start with Royals. It can be any any role or anything like that. Just one player who you think's been... You can either class it on who you think's overperformed or who you think's just performed at a level that they were expected of the whole split, who's been consistent. I'll, I'll leave the, the criteria up to you, but just one player. That's a hard one, honestly. So choosing our MVP. While you think about it. Yeah, you can start with someone else. I'll think about okay. it a little bit. Has anyone got an answer? Yeah, I, I, I think I would have one. I mean, for the Finnish league, I would say uh, if we don't go by the obvious choices, Niriki uh, or Death Fox. I mean, on Death Fox, I think Crow's outstanding. I think on Niriki, it's Desire. I think Carvox is, uh, even though they're already already out now. Uh, one of the best players in the Finnish league. Was, I mean, easily the second best top laner. He has a uh, really great CS per minute, always plays consistently, and I think uh, he really deserves some praise from what he did at EA. And I think they wouldn't be like that high placed without him. So 
for that, I would say, yeah, that's definitely Carvox in the Finnish league. Well, for the Danish league, I really, really think that uh, on the Masonic lineup, I think uh, Bybror is like really, really ins insane to split, and he has enabled uh, his support Amin to like be able to do a lot of insane plays. Um, and yeah, I just feel like he's so consistent, and he has like the highest KDA, the highest CS per minute in the whole league, um, and it's kind of gapping every ADC he plays. Um, sleep we Royals? Yeah, I think for the Norwegian League, it shouldn't come as a surprise I'm talking about it so much, right? Like, I think it's Brorheim. I think this guy took what everyone rated as the bottom team and, like, got him into playoffs, basically. I think in the I first think... first games they played, they were, like, 0-3 or something, and he had, like, a 88% kill participation. Like, this guy has been basically, like, you know, everywhere where Riddle gets kills. He has insanely high kill participation. He plays a lot of things, and he's pretty vocal, so I think most of real success is on the back of him. And uh, I think it's really impressive what he has done in the league so far. Yeah, I think he had 78% um, last time we spoke on it. At the moment, he's got 74%. His kill share is 12% higher than any other jungler. His gold share is highest as well. He's he's kind of the guy that's just up there for everything. Um, he even has higher than one of the highest... Um, Highest KDAs as well, if you want to look at a KDA player. But, but yeah, he's definitely up there in all the um, the percentages in terms of his team. So, so yeah, definitely agree with you. Royals, who do you think? Um, I'm going to choose someone from Galaxy. So I was just thinking, like, what... Uh, I was mostly thinking about the our games against them. Mostly, I haven't, like... I haven't watched all of their games, you know, throughout the entire league. So from the games against us i would say jakey the jungler i think he was very stable and okay. with the meta as it is i would probably choose the jungler uh as of right now with the playing most of the split through 11 2 okay okay definitely I think uh, there's also a really underrated player in Sweden, and that's Knast. He came out with like some really, really spicy picks and are performing really, really good and kind of the main carry of that uh, Aqualics lineup. Uh, Aqualics lineup, I don't know how to pronounce it. But uh, I feel like he's underrated and uh, he did really, really good. Um, yeah. Okay. To that, I um... might say... I don't think like anyone on Aqualic, or at least not in the games against us, that's mostly what I judge the team off of. It's like, I think all of them were pretty stable, so uh, I'm not sure about the other games, but yeah, I think a lot of the t uh, players on Aqualix were very stable when it came to playing against them. Yeah, I also like, uh, I also take into consideration that they're rookies, most of them, and they haven't ever played on this level before, and the performance they did, I think, is really, really good. Depending, like, on how the, uh, how strong the league is. Wasn't Knasta like a Diana one check as well? I think in the beginning, if I remember him from solo queue. So many. And now uh, I think Camille, yeah, is like... Oh yeah, he, this is the guy that plays Camille mid as well. Yeah, right? yeah. Is yeah. it like Camille, Echo, Morgana? Yeah, he plays mostly. Echo as well. Oh yeah, Morgana. Yeah. Oh, I, I, oh my God. yeah. Are, are, are Aqualis out? Can I leak scrims? 
They're out, yeah. I mean, uh, they're I, don't, I don't know if they'll be happy with you and we can scrim okay. them. <laughs> I, I think we scrimmed them because we scrimmed the team that was flexing Morgana between mid jungle and support, and I'm pretty sure it's like it was completely crazy. Like, we got so caught off guard by it. I don't know. But how's that even good? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We get a mid jungle, uh, so uh, it's weird. Uh, I mean, I've I think it's some rules. Like, uh, have you played Echo into Morgana mid? I don't think it's so fun. Like, yeah, I mean, true. It's a. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It but like, yeah, they're really, really like new to the league, and they're rookies playing like in second diff, I think um, some of them, and some never played. So like them going like nearly into playoffs, I think is really, really good. I agree, I agree. And the predictions from Twitch chat is Death Fox, Masonic, Riddle, and Light Side. So Royals, people don't believe in you apparently. Death Fox, well, Magia, people believe in you. And sleep for you, people don't believe in you either. So we've got some contests. Oh, but it's um, the original players in shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it that's how it is. But um oh, lucky. obviously we could talk all day about the um the matchups and stuff, but um obviously these games are all gonna be streamed on the relative Telia sites. Um the dates of them games are um on the twenty second and twenty first as well. We have two games on each day. I think some of them are at the same time, so you're gonna have to choose which um which games you want to watch unless you've got two monitors. But um, wrapping up for today, obviously we've gone a bit over, but thank you for everyone uh, for having the conversation. I um, hope you've enjoyed it. We've had some good content about the turn list. Obviously playoffs coming up soon and telling your masters coming up soon. So we've got some hype matches. Um, but yeah, thank you to Invulnerable Esports as well. Production side, um, really appreciate it for them. And my name has been um, Chris, aka CJ Short. Thank you for coming to my test talk.